0: And now the low post. Welcome to the low post podcast. It's six twenty Eastern time. We are about three and a half hours into the Damian Lillard Milwaukee Bucks era. Holy smokes! A three-team trade between the Bucks, the Suns, and the Blazers. And Bobby Marks and I, on this very podcast, nigh a few short days ago, spitballed about could the Bucks could the Bucks get in here? Could the Bucks actually do this? And we said, yeah, Drew Holiday. The one pick, couple swaps, like that doesn't seem like enough. Is there really going to be this like mega deal for Drew Holiday sitting on the other end of this for the Blazers? Eh, you know, I said, an idiot said, I'd still think Miami, I still think it's probably going to just inertia is the word, inertia, Miami. Well, inertia never really got the Blazers and the Heat back to the table. I don't think we will talk about the Heat and how big, if at all, a missed opportunity this was, not only not getting Damian Lillard, but if you were of the school of thought that all teams are starting to keep their powder dry for Giannis and maybe Embiid. And of course, Miami is always one of those teams that's in those conversations. They didn't really get too hard into Bradley Beal. They didn't really get too hard. haven't really got too hard into James Harden because they're saving chips, saving chips. Well, this increases the chance from whatever it was yesterday to whatever it is today, higher that Giannis will be a buck for a little bit longer than anticipated. Uh, The last time, Giannis put immense public pressure on the Milwaukee Bucks the last time Giannis's contract extension was an uncertainty the Milwaukee Bucks acquired Drew Holiday from the New Orleans Pelicans in a midnight post-midnight mega deal the next time today now that Giannis put pressure on the Bucks that Giannis's contract extension was an uncertainty the unforgiving world of the NBA the Bucks flipped away Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard and this is before we talk about how exciting and interesting Lillard and Giannis together are, the best player each of them has played with, a ready-made pick-and-roll combination that uh, accounts for potential Chris Middleton stagnancy, that Chris Middleton never becomes the high-volume pick-and-roll handler he was when it really mattered a couple years ago last year. He c- couldn't quite get back to that. That accounts for the Bucks' late-game offense pooping the bed time and time again against my every time they come across Miami in the playoffs including last year that gives the Bucks a reliable crunch time weapon all of that that hurts their defense a little bit but a Giannis Brooke Lopez backbone should solve all problems many problems on the perimeter let us take a moment to talk about Drew Holiday outstanding tenure for the Bucks despite some playoff hiccups and one of those players like All like Fans are always going to love Drew Holiday in Milwaukee and deservedly so because he was part of a title team. He made two of the three or four most iconic plays in this era of Milwaukee Bucks and NBA basketball. The steal from Devin Booker in Game 5 of the Finals with like 18 seconds left. Strip. Milwaukee up by one. Drew Holiday sloughs off Chris Paul in the left wing. I can close my eyes and see it. Just rips the ball from poor Devin Booker, unsuspecting Devin Booker's hand, like Jerry Seinfeld taking the marble rye, goes up the other way, up one with 17 seconds left. Just stop and get fouled, my man. No. Throws the most audacious lob pass in the history of the NBA to Giannis for the and one alley-oop, all but clinching game five, effectively putting the Bucks in the driver's seat for the series. And then the next year, in a series that you might be tempted to throw into the dustbin of history because the Bucs lost it because the Bucs didn't have Chris Middleton because the Bucs without Middleton probably weren't going to win the title in one of the best wins of this era for Milwaukee. They go into game. They go into Boston in game five, two, two, also up one, also potential last possession, Drew Holiday swats the living hell out of Marcus Smart from behind, throws the ball off of Marcus Smart, seals an absolutely inspiring Game 5 Milwaukee win. They go on to lose after an absolutely inspiring Game 6 Celtics road win. I had Drew Holiday's second team All-NBA on my ballot last year. I thought he deserved way more All-NBA buzz than he got. This is a significant player that the Bucs are sending out. Never forget that in the excitement around getting Damian Lillard a one-man top-five offense, the second most dangerous pick-and-roll long-range shooting ball handler ever made on planet Earth, behind only Steph Curry. Drew Holiday's a real player, but Bobby, as I finally welcome you in and stop yapping, when we did that podcast the other day, we were spitballing about, maybe it wasn't you, I don't remember anymore.
1: It was. What it what me. what
0: it, it was what but it was what there was another statement we were talking about. What could the Bucks get if they put the one first round pick they have available on the trade market along with Grayson Allen, Pat Condon? We're talking about Buddy Heel. Yeah, That's what Buddy we're Heald. talking about. Yep. But I spitballed on a previous podcast other other players maybe they could go for Bogdanovich in Detroit, Tyus Jones, you wouldn't do the unprotected pick for these guys to be clear. You'd protect it. And I got some feedback from fans and from around the league well don't you realize why would we throw that draft pick away now when if we just wait out this season Giannis is still on our team he's still under contract we could aggregate three picks we we get all we 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 exhaust a couple obligations we get a couple more picks to trade think of what we can get for that here's the reality that those fans didn't understand and the Bucks clearly did they did not have this year to wait they did not have the luxury of time. They did not have the luxury of falling short this year. If they fell short this year, if they did nothing and fell short this year, it was a disaster. It was DEFCON 1. It was the whole league lining up, waiting for the trade request. And I think the Bucks, being mentally prepared, emotionally prepared to grant the trade request. They did not have time. They did not have the luxury of failure. So here we are, Damian Lillard. We could quibble about whether he's the greatest blazer of all time. Bill Simmons put on his, you know, old man yells at cloud hat and lectured everyone about Clyde Drexler and Bill Walton. For my money, Bill undersold Damian Lillard in that conversation as the clear number three. Yeah, he was never number two in the MVP, didn't win a ring like Bill Walton, didn't get into the finals like Clyde Drexler did twice. The dude has 19,000-something points as a blazer and some of the most iconic playoff shots in the history of the game and just propped up this team that was never that good around him. Always showed up. Gigantic guts, let's say, every single game. And now that era is over. And the Blazers, they don't just get Drew Holiday. They don't just get the one unprotected 2029 pick. Good on them for getting a far out pick. Two far out swaps from the Bucks, also unprotected. They get DeAndre Ayton from the Phoenix Suns, a player they've always liked, and Tumani Kamara from The Suns, who was a second round draft pick, it's worth a flyer. They will surely flip Drew Holiday for more draft equity of some kind. Um, and so they were able to spin this into oh, yeah, all you fake trade artists thought Miami was going to offer us three firsts, jovich hero. We're going to turn hero into at least one more first. That's five firsts plus a young player, whatever math you want to use. We're, we're going to get, if you count the swaps as first, and we do, even though we're, we'll see, we're going to get five draft assets, plus DeAndre and the number one pick in the draft, who took helped, helped the team, didn't take a team, helped the team to the finals not long ago. Phoenix adds depth, Nasir Little and Grayson Allen and Keon Johnson. We'll talk about them later. Bobby, I always like to have you on because you know the league so well, and you're always going to alert me to some CBA wrinkle that I didn't, didn't remember in real time. But I just want to start with you. Emotionally, as a as an observer of the league, as a fan of the league, you have all these teams and all these players involved here. What's the most important thing to you?
1: Well, the most important thing is where's drew holiday going to wind up. That's the most important thing. And I, and I said it on TV that right now, um, Portland for me gets an incomplete based on the unknown on where drew holiday can wind up. Um, And what team goes out and gives Two first round picks, a nice young player, multiple picks with the comfort level that um, Drew Holiday is going to get a massive, whether it be extension or a new contract um, and is going to be paid handsomely. And the, the unlikelihood is that we don't see Drew Holiday as a as a free agent, as much as the Dame part going to um, Milwaukee as much as Phoenix building out their bench or, and getting some depth. Um, I think there's another piece to this and we'll talk about it as far as whether it be a fourth team, whether it be after this trade is, you know, you know, whether it be two months from now or a month, you know, whenever the aggregation rules can be lifted here. Um, what happens to drew holiday And is it in Miami? Is it in Philadelphia? Is it in one of these other Eastern Eastern conference, um, teams? That's probably that's my sense when I look at the um, what when I look at from from the perspective. My other sense is is that um, and it's it's funny. Um, we talked about and you were on with me yesterday on Tuesday when we did like we talked about holiday and it was complex. You know, Milwaukee and um, Portland why we, they had to get a third team involved. Then we did that Boston trade, right? And we had Aiton going to Phoenix, and my wife said to me. Did you get that right? And I go, no, honey. I said, it's like playing the lottery and you get three out of the six numbers right and you go to Publix and you get $8 back. You, you feel pretty good, but you weren't quite there yet. And I think that's why we showed the complexities where this wasn't going to be a clean deal. Like, this wasn't going to be like a, a four for two type deal. Um, and as we saw, this has expanded um, with Phoenix and uh, Milwaukee and Portland. And I think it's going to potentially it could get bigger or and but there's going to be a part two to this with holiday. There might be a part three with maybe Grayson Allen here. But I just think big nobody's sticking.
0: Nobody's sticking around for the third no. sequel with. Grayson Allen. I think
1: big picture, Zach. And we wrote the article, Bon Temps and I and Jamal Collier back Giannis and how Drew Holiday was the X Factor. Listen, at the end of the day, this gives them a ma- massive insurance policy for Giannis where Holiday could have been a free agent, or maybe there was a, a comfort level not paying him big money, and they were going to have been stuck with nothing next offseason if he would have left.
0: We'll we'll get to Drew Holiday because I, I think, I mean, you could, He's he's just such a He's a great two-way player who can shoot threes and handle the ball. Ideally, I think it's a secondary ball handler. That fits on any team. I mean, despite the fact that our last memory of him on the basketball court is Jimmy Butler beating the hell out of him and talking trash. And apparently Jimmy Butler went on Twitter or X or something and said some stuff today about tampering. I don't really know. I don't know what inside info Jimmy's got. Leak it somewhere, buddy. Um, I guess he did. Uh, and, and, you know, you make the interesting point about, you know, the double loss for a team like Miami of not getting Dame and also seeing the chances that Giannis hits the open market sooner rather than later being decreased by some amount. I mean, it's not like a fail safe now, but certainly this is, if you're Giannis, you're looking at this like, all right, I wanted my team to be all in. Damian Lowe is a first team caliber, first team all NBA caliber guard. Like he wasn't last year, but I had him third team because of all the missed games last year was maybe the best year of his career. Um, and yet, Drew Holiday may end up on one of these teams in the East that feels a double loss today. So they may get helped secondarily, indirectly, by the dominoes of this trade, the tentacles. Tentacles. Why do trades have tentacles? They have tentacles that reach around the league. But I think, to me, you just got to start with the Bucks and Damian Lillard being on the Bucks. Two of the top 75 players of all time, according to that list that came out whenever... On the same team, the Bucks sacrificed some real some some real depth with with Grayson Allen um, going out the door, a starter along with Drew, two of their five starters. I would project their starting five as of now: Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. The wing stopper's gone. The guy to throw at Jimmy Butler is gone. Now you could say it. it, it, it a either it doesn't matter because we didn't ha- we, when it counted, we didn't have one for Jimmy Butler. B, maybe Giannis is ready to assume more of that role, even though he's going to play the four a lot. Um, And then the bench is, you know, kind of a whole bunch of will sees other than Bobby Portis and Jay Crowder didn't play much last year. This is kind of a bet on Jay Crowder being able to play much more of a role, including defending some of those wings. And then the sort of mystery box of like Malik Beasley, Beauchamp, some of the guys they drafted this year, um, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's not risk-free in that regard, but I, I think the nuclear effect this will have on their offense, having someone who can spread the floor and run the show like this when it really matters, having someone to turn Chris Middleton into less of a sort of like, oh my God, we need you to run every play down the stretch player and more of a mixed player, more of a catch-and-shoot player, someone to shove Giannis back into more of a pick-and-roll screening role which he was in huge volume when they won the title and less so last year with brooke lopez spacing the floor i i think what that will do in terms of spacing and just ease everything is just such a slog sometimes for this team when it's not in transition the half-court offense has always been their their weak spot i I just think the catalytic effect of that is going to be huge to the point that yes uh, there's going to be some questions on defense Um, and depth too. getting the Giannis at center, which is not a card they've really wanted to play, but it's still a handy card to have is a a little harder as of now, uh, with the two wings out the door in exchange for a point guard, those lineups, there are fewer of them and they're smaller, but if I've got Giannis and Brooke Lopez on the court, I should have a pretty good defense. And if I, if, if I need to, like, I, I would like to have a third guy, I feel like I can really count on Bobby Portis isn't a defensive guy, but if I've got those two guys two first-team all-defense players. If if those guys are first-team all-defense players, if there's this whole Brooke Lopez should win defense player of the year thing, now I couldn't quite get there with Brooke, but he's really good, your defense should be good enough that the boost to your offense, both in terms of efficiency, simplicity, clarity, is worth it to me. And I think given the mess in Philly, given that Damian Lillard is not in Miami, although they're not done, given that Boston, who could be a Drew Holiday team too, Is Mm. is trying to reimagine itself a little bit. I think Milwaukee has turned itself and turned its season from this is going to be so pressurized every day as to be potentially uncomfortable to favorites in the Eastern Conference.
1: I think there. I agree with you, and I think there's two other things. I think Terry Stotts there, right in Milwaukee, under age who had you know Damian for what nine years, I think in Portland. Um, So there's already a comfort level, and I know whenever you have a rookie coach and aging Griffin and you have a star studded lineup um, with Giannis and Damien and Lo- and Chris Middleton and certainly Brooke, and you got the expectation level. I think this trade is kind of a little bit of a reverse effect. I think it was kind of like, okay, we can breathe now. The, the Giannis factor, we don't, who knows, you know, I mean, this helps the Giannis factor. We get off to a, a slow start. Now I got to figure out, do we need to trade Drew Holiday at the deadline? What's going to happen with Giannis next year? I think the having Lillard Is on Adi- board, was
0: Adrian Griffin, the right hire first year yeah, head coach.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Now you have Lillard and his, you know, four years that he's left on his contract. Um, it's almost like if we're using a football analogy. It's almost like, it's almost like you're acquiring that that running back who can run for 1500 yards during a season, but you traded your best defensive play, your lockdown defender defensively. You you've traded it in a little bit, but as you said, defensively, when you have Giannis and you have Brooke and I, and you can figure out that, you know, the schemes that helps. It's not like a, a Lillard's going to a place where he's going to be an, an Island by himself. My questions and my concerns would be certainly you've got point guard depth and a lack of point guard depth. And you already had that with holiday on the roster because you basically deeper. they got deeper at point yeah. guard somehow. Yeah. It'd be, um, because you really had, you had two, two way guys as your backups. And then as far as what your bench is going to get you, you know, you take a, you, you take a starter from Allen, you put Conanton in the lineup and now you're relying on, you know, certainly the Jay Crowder's, the Malik Beasley's uh champs, you know, AJ Green, like yeah, it's a mystery box. This was a, I mean, this was a top-heavy roster. You had you had eight guys making between, and you still do. I mean, two point eight and one point one million dollars. Um, and you parlayed what you had left with of your draft picks, um, into you know into Lillard.
0: You know, uh, Kevin Pelton pointed out in his piece. You know, it's an obvious takeaway, but it it it's still. Interesting to hear it said out loud or written out loud, written, just written
1: out loud would have been books on tape. I, I've never been a books on
0: tape guy. Okay, um, uh, The Bucks control none of their first round picks in none. the allowable window through 2030 in which teams can trade first round picks. I don't know. Has there ever been a team that's been out all seven under no control of all seven of its picks? Maybe. Well, I, I don't want Phoenix. to be bad memories for you, Bobby. Well, um,
1: Phoenix right now, right? Phoenix, right now,
0: that's right. That's why they traded yeah. swap rights for seconds in those creative deals. Um, you know, they traded picks to New Orleans for Drew Holiday, and now they've traded the rest here. And is it dangerous? Sure. Does it leave you, as Kevin put it, without a net? If Giannis leaves, to some degree, sure. I mean, you still have Damian Lillard. He's going to be aging, but still, but maybe you don't. Maybe he leaves. Who knows? Like worst case scenario, they all leave. I. I what are you going to do? Just not not do it and have this and have this potential likelihood, whatever. Of this is Giannis is the whole thing. As long as Giannis is in his prime or even just past his prime, he's the whole thing. He's the he's the whole franchise. He's the only reason you're doing this. And I just don't. You know, you're not you're not a free agent destination that can tear it to the studs and get two guys to come at the same time, whatever. I get the downsides, and Kevin, by the way, gave the the, the trade a B plus. He's not slamming the trade by any means; just pointing out the the risk. And there's always risk. Um, I just don't know what else you're supposed to do. And there, it's only one pick and two swaps in this independent deal. To me, it's clearly worth it and a must do, even with well, Drew Holiday. I, even yeah, it's, it's
1: also Drew Holiday. And it goes back. I remember when David Griffin, the Pelicans president of basketball operations was in Cleveland when LeBron was there the the second term. And I remember him saying a quote saying like, when you have like the Babe Ruth of basketball equivalent on your roster, like you do everything possible. Like you, you, you know, whether it be draft picks or trading players. And if they, he leaves and there's nothing left in the kitty, then he, you know, that's, that's kind of where you are. I mean, you basically have thrown everything. And And he's
0: 28. He's not 35. And he's a total no one like I know as the Milwaukee Bucks because I've seen it that I can be a 55 to 60 win team and win the championship with the right kind of pieces. pieces we already have around this guy.
1: Well, and it's and it's funny too. Like I chuckled a little bit when Giannis did. I don't know what podcast it was, but he said, you know, like, you know, I, you know, committing long term, whether it be, you know, Milwaukee and I, they've got, you know, wherever I go, it's got to be, you know, committed to winning and stuff. And I chuckled just because like, Here's a team that's won the most games in the last four years, regular season games. Uh, they've been in the luxury tax the last, they're in the luxury tax for the fourth consecutive year. Um, uh, uh, John Horster, GM, has gone out and gotten PJ Tucker at deadline. Abaca that didn't turn out well. Uh, Jay Crowder last year. So, like, the attempt is there. Like It's not like, you know what? You're the best player in the world. You can figure it out yourself here. Like they've they've tried to add it to this roster, whether it be um, in the in a Grayson Allen trade with with uh, with Memphis here. And now this is, as I said, like this is who they are. Like they're going to be they're a second apron team. They're they're going to get into next year where they're not going to be able to buy draft picks. They're not going to have their exceptions like, you know, who they are, you know, is basically the the, the four headed monster of you know, of Lopez, Lillard, um, Middleton, and and Giannis. And they still have Bobby Portis. So there's still some depth with your, you know, uh, among your your bigs.
0: And they've played, I mean, like you'd like to be more comfortable playing the Giannis, Portis, Lopez trio, having dealt away two perimeter players for one. You'd like, because those are three of your top six, you'd like, or three of your top seven, whatever you want to say. You'd like to be a little more comfortable playing them all together. They've done that before. They did that in that Bulls series a couple of years ago when they went ultra big. Maybe we see more of that as just a way to get more of their best guys on the floor. Um, and look, look, Giannis, you're already half in, right? They're they're already half in with their picks out the door. So once you're once you're half in, it's it's it, and you have a player of Giannis' stature, twenty eight. Not much injury history, although this knee surgery in the off season is, is is a new thing. But not not the kind of injury history that would make you fret at all. You just kind of you just kind of do it to keep the train rolling as long as you as long as you can. You can now stream the most MLB games on Directv without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hit strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's there up there? Whether it's roofers, Santa. Birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons. Watch out for them. You name it. They won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call one 800 directv tv or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. For the ones who get it done. Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call or click Granger.com, or just stop by. Let's talk about the Portland and Miami and maybe less so Toronto angles of this. and, And then drew holiday. Um, what do we know about, I mean, Damian Lillard wanted to go to Miami. Yeah. Stated it so plainly publicly and privately through his agent that the NBA warned his agent and other agents don't do this. Um, and we talked about this Miami offer. They could, they could, you know, unpro- unprotect this pick. They owe the thunder offer three picks and maybe Hawkes and hero, and maybe a flip hero to Brooklyn or Utah or wherever. Like it's not a bad offer. I called it a, the Turkey Sam, a dry Turkey sandwich of offers. Like, it's always useful to have a... You know, it's not the worst option to have around. I'll eat a dry Man,
1: turkey It's sandwich. a good midnight snack.
0: Squeeze a little mustard on it, you know.
1: Mayonnaise. Um, it's,
0: but it's not a bad offer. It's It's unclear to me if the Heat, either because Portland just didn't want to engage with them or because the Heat played it cool and thought we have the inside track here and they're definitely going to come back to us. If the Heat ever really made that kind of offer I actually don't think they did and again it's 645 right now it doesn't you don't digest every angle you don't do all the reporting of what happened and didn't happen even though you're doing some of it along the way in three and a half hours so I don't know exactly I can't sit here and pretend to know exactly what was offered and when and anybody doing that I think is you know fudging it a bit but I, I I don't think the heat made the best in final and I'm not sure what level of engagement there really was. So what is your take on like, did, did the heat drop the ball here? Did Portland just not want to touch the ball? Um, What level of regret, if any, should Miami have?
1: You know, we did a five on one of these five on five pieces with Dave McMenamin and Tim Bontemps. And they, you know, one of the, I think the last question was like, I don't know if it was regret or basically on a scale of one to 10, does Miami regret not doing, I put like a two. And I just, I listen at the end of the day, they, there's a certain set of principles in Miami as far as um, what they're willing to give up. You know, we, we kind of, we all talked about hero and a third team and um Lowry and the draft picks um and swap rights and stuff like that. And I think if you're, if you're, you know, one or two things here, like if you were Miami and you gave them the kitty, right? Like if, whether it be, um, Kale Martin and Jovich and Yakez and hero and swap rights. Does that, would that have gotten done? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if from Portland's perspective, if that would have um, still would have gotten it done. And I think for Miami is there's always a sense. There's always going to be that guy out there. Now here's the problem. If that guy was Giannis in, in Milwaukee trading for Damian Lillard keeps Giannis. Now who's that next guy? Um, and as I, we we opened it up, like could their sense be like, hey, we're getting the tea leaves that it could be, you know, Drew Holiday could be available on the trade market. So maybe what we were willing to give is now at less half to half the cost here. Um, and I think there's a feeling that their roster is is still good enough without Damian Lillard on the roster. And we'll 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 know. But we talked about it last week. It it it, it was puzzling how a team where where one player wanted to go, Lillard wanted to go to Miami and how there was such a disconnect from from both sides in that
0: theoretical heat give everything offer which i don't think was ever offered i just yep. personally like if i had to bet i don't think that was ever offered i don't know that they've talked like that the right the the decision makers have actually like had a conversation in a, quite a while that that kitty as you put it leaves me as miami with you know duncan robinson the big 3 obviously of dame butler bam yep Duncan Robinson, Josh Richardson, Thomas Bryant. You know Kevin Love is back. Justin Hayward, Haywood, Highsmith. You but you said you had Lowry going out in this deal uh, for salary purposes. Yeah, I guess. for salary purposes. Yep. And so i I think the Heat just said, if you're if you're asking for Hakez, who we think can contribute now, Jovic, who we hope can contribute soon, if not now, based on how he played in FIBA, Caleb Martin, who was our second best player in the NBA finals, maybe, or, you know, for stretch or I'm yeah. it, it, it for parts of the playoffs, it, it, the conference finals against Boston. I should, I misspoke as when he really excelled finals, not as much. Um, we're just too thin around the three guys We're too thin. Is that right? I mean, this is a team that has been very thin around the top three guys and found a way to make it work. You know, sometimes you need an extra off season to find your next Ray Allen or Mike Miller or whoever it is this time around and you can't blame the heat really for just thinking, well, we're keeping all those guys. We get healthy Tyler hero who we didn't have got Josh Richardson. He'll help us probably will turn with whatever magic the heat worked on him the first time they'll work again. Probably ends up being really good for them. Who knows? Hey, we just made the finals. This team just made the finals the year before we were a shot away from making the finals the year before that we didn't do so good the year before that we were in the finals again in the bubble like why shouldn't they be confident in their ability to make the finals with this group or to not necessarily make the finals make a deep playoff run with this group and keep their powder for drew holiday or somebody else if if portland didn't want what they had and i think portland maybe just didn't want what they had you know one gm put it to me like this usually in a trade there's one asset a team really wants from you to make it work the Heat did not appear to have that asset. Now, I don't know what that is in this trade. Maybe it's the unprotected pick in 2029 or whatever. I, th- I thought those Heat unprotected picks out into the future with a team that would have been older, built around Dame and Jimmy, were going to be pretty valuable. We can agree to disagree on that, I guess. Um, You know, you can understand the Heat being like, hey, we're good. We're good. Even though they almost lost in the play-in tournament last year and, you know... Are they gonna be are they gonna be an injury depth, whatever, riddled team in the regular season again? Like it's hard to read exactly what the heat are gonna be going forward. Cause you can spin it either way you want. You can spin it like they're fine. And they're probably are fine their heat, but damn, that big three, that big three is damn near perfect together. Damn near perfect. And I don't care if they never talked for two months. I don't care if the Heat's best offer would have left them down to the studs. And they wouldn't have done it anyway. You got to feel a little, a
1: little pang of oof today. Well, yeah, I mean, because certainly because you didn't want to get in the Bradley Beal—I don't want to call it sweepstakes—but in the mix, right? You didn't want to do that because you you could have if you wanted to. Um, Very clearly, they could have. Now Lillard is not available, um, and you can make the argument where the counter argument, this from Miami's perspective. Well, we're giving up too much. or we're our depth. Well, you guys are the gold standards as far as figuring it out, right? You're the gold standards as far as finding those untapped, under the radar type guys to to fill out your um, to fill out your roster here. Um, but on the other end, you're also looking at it big picture wise as far as okay, if it's not Beal, not Lillard. There's going to we have enough to go out and still get somebody there, Um, whether it be now, whether it be at the deadline, whether it be next offseason.
0: Here's the pang of regret. Even again, even if you think this is a perfectly reasonable decision, we don't know that they even had a decision to make. Portland may well have made this decision for them. Um, It's got to be now. Jimmy Butler just turned 34 two weeks ago. It's just like he's the best guy. If your best guy is thirty four, it's it's got to be now. What whether it, and it, now maybe the current roster is good enough. But if you think you need an upgrade, and the the Heat I I think could use an upgrade on offense. Could use a a, a third best player who's maybe a little better than Tyler Hero. Um, the time to do it is now. How do you the Toronto thing we went through already. How do we digest what happened
1: here? I think we how we digest it is, is that they stuck their toe in the deep end and it was the the water was too cold. I think that's how we I think that's how Wait, we what digest. is that what does that mean? I'm trying I to, I'm trying to put my swimming. The, I think how the, the cost and the risk was just too high for them to pull the trigger on on something like this. Because at the end of the day, it would have cost them probably OG. Right, uh, we we'll would take Barnes and let's say Siakam out, and then whatever, you know, whether it be Grady Dick and basically um, filler to get to that number, and then your draft equity here. Is now is you OG
0: can- Ananobi more or less valuable as a trade target than Drew Holiday?
1: That's a great question. Because if um, he's
0: equivalent and he's younger, they're both on expiring deals. He makes half as much. He's he's like seven, eight years younger, whatever he is. If he's equivalent, then logic would tell you the offer would have been Ananobi, one unprotected first-round pick, and two unprotected swaps. Maybe they don't value Toronto's picks the same because they don't see yeah. the same kind of downside. Maybe it was maybe they wanted more than that. I don't know. I just put the question to you is, like, is Drew Holiday that much more valuable than OG Ananobi? He, for win-now teams in a year of parity, and I think that's what the Blazers are betting on with Drew Holiday is there's a lot of teams that think they can win the title this year. Yeah. And that's going to make for a frothy Drew Holiday market. Maybe Drew Holiday is a proven a guy I had on my LNBA team last year versus OG Ananobi, who's always like, oh, maybe this is year, Maybe this is here. maybe he is
1: that much more valuable. Well, I mean, it is it's interesting because when you when as you when you as you mentioned that, like you do that and the in piece is now not involved, right? Like, so what, how does Portland inv- um, value DeAndre Aiton? So now you're thinking like, hey, wait a minute. I can get two cracks, maybe two cracks at the apple here. I can get DeAndre Ayton and a first from Milwaukee and swaps and then turn Drew Holiday into something else where it, where it's it's OG. I'm going to have to pay him because he's going to let, he'll turn down that, that extension. He's a free agent if he opts out next year um what's the number 34 35 40 million maybe for your to be your best player but probably the third best player on a good team if you look at it that way um and that's what we're kind of stuck with where you're basically as you said like there's tentacles to these trades now like there's different there's the tree is still growing where there's only one kind of branch if it was just toronto um it's and either I think tentacles or branches, Bobby. Pick one. I know branches, tentacles I like branches. I and I think that's you know, like poor, like, but here, but it all goes back to Toronto. Like eventually, like Toronto, and I know it's just all about Lillard, but eventually Toronto's gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do with this group, right? Like eventually, like we talked about it. You lost Fred for nothing. You turned Kyle into you know Dragage and Precious um a few years ago back. OG's got a player option, Pascal's gonna be a free agent. You've got to like you got to You're gonna have to figure out like as far as what direction they're going with this group. I'm fine with Toronto demurring here. Um,
0: you know, you got to ask yourself, whatever the price is, OGN and Obi and some amount of draft equity, maybe Grady Dick, maybe not OGN and Obi and like all our draft equity and Grady Dick and filler, whatever it is, are we good enough today? To win the title as presently constructed. With Dame at 33, Siakam at 29, Barnes at 21 or 22, whatever he is, as our three tentpole guys. And there have been teams, 2016 Cavs come to mind, um, with age distributions of your top three players like that. With like an older guy, a prime guy, super young guy. It's happened before. The Raptors, when they won the title, had... Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, in that kind of order. Um, I don't. I don't mind Toronto coming to. The, and and Toronto, you know, has chips and they've always had chips and they didn't cash them in for all the guys that have come, you know, down the line. All the s- disgruntled stars so far. We don't know who the next disgruntled stars are going to be. And they looked at this one and said, thirty-three point guard. How good is our team if we get him? What's the opportunity cost of all the picks going out the door? Yeah, we could get them at a cheaper price than some of these other star trades that have happened because there's a sort of go bear correction going on or go bear f- deal type deal fatigue. But it's not the right time for us, and I think that's totally fine for the Raptors. Totally.
1: No, I mean I, I mean it it's it's total I mean the the risk I mean, I think the risk is that a year from now, Damian Lillard's there by himself and Siakam somewhere else. And you're basically like, uh oh, we've got to, f- we're basically Portland again and it- with a player that's a year older and we're going to have to figure out where to flip him to. I mean, that's, that's a huge risk.
0: Well, that but that's that's still a risk, right? I mean, like that's that's the the Ananobi and Siakam. Like, are these just ticking time bombs? Like, do we need do they need to do something because one or both of these guys can walk if we don't extend them or they don't want to be extended in Ananobi's case? Siakam is extension eligible now, right now, today. I mean, they could give him an extension.
1: Yeah, he's. I mean, I think where Pascal, he's got to be careful if he's relying on making all NBA that there's a supermax waiting for him. I think you got to be awfully careful if that's, you know, the direction that you're kind of going. And, and with OG, he's only, he can do four for 117. And I'm told that that's something that he will not consider and he'll play out this year and then become an unrestricted free agent if he declines that option. When, when he declines that option,
0: let's talk about the and Nurkic Phoenix angle of this because it, Phoenix is obviously all in to win right now and traded its starting center. A guy who, whether he liked it or not, did quite well as the screen dive, screen dive, screen dive, defend really well role defended Jokic for a playoff series. It's ancient history. Now I get it better than and Jokic didn't have his guys around him past same spacing, passing targets, all that defended him pretty well. He's gone. And in his, in his place is Yusuf Nurkic who, In the last four seasons, has played 8, 37, 56, and 52 games. Still is only, uh, I believe, 29 years old. Um, And uh, that's an interesting center swap, to say the least, for a team that really needs to win today. Yesterday, yeah, Yusuf is 29. And they also get Nasir Little and Grayson Allen. And those won't be the headliners. I think those two guys are big gets for them because... Although they did a great job filling out the minimum, the wing on the minimum with your Bates Deops and, you know, they got Eric Gordon on the minimum. That's a no-brainer. But Josh Akogi, Utah Wantanabe, Damian Lee's back, and on and on and on. They did a great job with those contracts. These guys are – Grayson Allen's a proven guy. Like, we know what he is and what he isn't. The guy can just flat-out shoot. He can play against playoff teams. You don't want to start him maybe against playoff teams, and they don't have to. Um. And Nasir Little, injuries have really hurt his career. He's got a chance to be pretty goddamn good as a, as a supplementary 3 and D-ish player. He could switch across a lot of positions. He's pretty strong. The three looked like it was coming before injuries really submarine him last year. Those are those are good gets for this team. What do you think, though? I mean, ultimately, we know Phoenix is going to have a crazy offense. Those three guys are are that good. They're going to have to have a passable defense. And I said this last week, Ayton, they, they needed Aiton, or I said at the time last week, and I said it for a reason, whoever might replace Aiton if they trade him to be good enough defensively to hold this thing together at a level that you can win four playoff series. What do you think of that center swap?
1: Well, listen, I, I well how I think of it is, is that you basically took a $32 million player and you broke it up into, no offense to keon Johnson, you broke it up into three players. Um, with Nurkic, um, Allen and Little, and it helps your depth. And Little's on a tremendous, one of the best rookie contr extensions that I've seen in a long time. And what happens to Grayson Allen? Does he get flipped for something else? Like that's, that's a great th-
0: point. Both of them are valuable trade chips too. Yeah.
1: Um, and the thing, the 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 and. You know, it's when I wrote, I wrote an article uh, during the summer, like how Phoenix has kind of looked ahead where these new rules are coming into play. Like they still, like if this was next year, like they wouldn't been able, they won't be able to aggregate those contracts in a, in a, in a deal here. Now they, they can, you know, for up until, um, you know, the, you know, once the restrictions are lifted in a, in a trade here. So I think it's going to be interesting, especially with you know, with Frank Vogel, defensive minded coach. Um, the buy in from Nurkic certainly, I think, certainly, you hit it right ahead. The health, the health point, as far as the ability to stay on the court, um, that's going to be the kind of you know, if there's a risk involved, it's that it's that of a player, you know, certainly of, who's got three, three years left on his contract, but so did Eaton at the end of the day. And, and the reality is that, you know, Phoenix felt that. They could have held on to Aiton and maybe flipped him closer to the trade deadline, but you're probably breaking up that contract again. But you, you, you do that in this deal here.
0: You know, the, the same held true for Aiton, although he's been much more durable than Yusuf Nurkic the last three or four years, at least. I mean, if Nurkic gets hurt, I like Drew Eubanks just fine. I'm not sure I want him playing 30 minutes a game in the playoffs. Bull, bull, not, not there. Jemezi Matthews is an interesting flyer as a, as a backup big. He's a flyer. And I don't mean a high flyer. I mean a flyer flyer. The idea of Durant at center always sounds interesting. It's, it's rarely actually executed on the floor. Cause it's just a lot. It's a lot to ask him, even though that team would score like 140 points per, per hundred possessions. Um, I think eight into is a downgrade. I don't even think that's arguable. Um, I think Nurkic has lost a quarter of a step in the last couple seasons defensively. Um, and uh, not quite as mobile as Ayton, not as good of a jump shooter as Aiton. Although he dabbled in the three, he made forty-three threes last year, which I think is more than he made in all his prior seasons than that. Um, but the and by the way, I watched I because I'm writing a little bit about Aiton next week. I watched all of his pick and roll defensive possessions in the postseason and he was he was better than i remembered. I remembered him really backsliding defensively in the playoffs and kind of just losing containment, losing the the balance of I'm backtracking with my man in the pick and roll but i also got to contain the ball. And there was some of that, but a lot of that was a credit to just how good Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are together. Like he was a little better than i remembered. He is never ever going to finish with force, ever. He's never going to get to the foul line. He's going to catch the ball on offense, stop, pivot, spin away from the basket, and drive everybody absolutely insane. And I don't, the more I thought about this, although I do think it's a downgrade and I do think it's a risk, I think the Suns are betting Nurkic is still a solid defensive player. And when Portland has been competitive, and you look at their on off numbers with Nurkic, both shots allowed at the rim, shooting percentage at the rim, which was bad two years ago with Nurkic on the floor, but it's generally been good and their overall defensive rating with Nurkic on the floor has generally been quite good, they're betting that guy's still here. He is not going to want the ball as much as Aiden, and not crave a bigger offensive role, not have... And, and Look, the friction between a lot of the team, even though a lot of the team is new, and Frank Vogel bought in Aiton, the friction was obvious. There were some playoff hiccups, some playoff non-appearances that... Were there. They just were there. And, and, you know, he's just going to buy into his role, screen, dive. He's, I think he's a better passer than Aiton on the move. Aiton has, is a very good standstill passer. Um, but when the game is in motion, I think Nurkic is a little better passer in the short role. He's a horrid finisher for a big man. I mean, he's going to miss a lot of layups. If he thought, he's, but he's at least going to try the layups, which could lead to offensive rebounds. He's not going to stop and pivot and spin. Um, the more I think about it, getting Little and Allen, I like this for Phoenix enough. I think the downgrade is real and the risk is real, but the risk was already built into the, to the team to some degree. And and the the Aiton thing may have just been too far gone. I I, I don't mind it. For, I don't love it because the, the Nurkic bet makes me nervous, but I like it enough with the wings coming with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Kevin gave it a B, I want to say. B, B minus, somewhere around there. And I just kind of have kind of how I feel about it you know I think I think it's more of it you have your three big with Durant um Booker in, in, um, Beale. and um in Beal and now you're looking for a center to kind of play a certain role that you didn't think Ayton could and you, as you said you you added some depth in wings that you've tried to do and listen they did a nice job in the offseason based on what the limited budget that um that they had Shopping for Mother's Day
0: is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. Shame on you, by the way. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price anywhere from twenty-five bucks and under to hundred bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts, gifts for grandma. You can find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TV. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. That's very soon. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for your mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's macy's.com slash gift finder. Let's move to Drew Holiday, who is the next, with apologies to James Harden, and it really might be apologies to James Harden if the Clippers get involved here, uh, is the next obvious domino. Because unlike the Sixers, who may have some hopes of reuniting with James Harden, they also may have hopes of acquiring Drew Holiday themselves. The Blazers have no hopes of doing anything with Drew Holiday but trading him. He's going to be traded. It's just a matter of when.
1: And I I even think, like, listen trade's not done it's, it's a you know it's agreed upon three teams i got, i think there's a chance that this expands to four teams i think Ooh. i think you know but when we get to i don't know what was this wednesday, wednesday thursday friday this could expand Someday. it's so cuz it's, a, it's a lot easier to rope in a fourth team and get involved and and do it that way um and i think if you're portland right now you're on a phone what teams, whether it be the Clippers or Boston or Philly or Miami or anything. Ironically, imagine 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 now we're engaged to talk to Miami. You know, like why not? Why not? You hey, you separate you separate the Lillard trade to what now it's on to Drew Holiday here. And and I think it's if it's business, you're, man. It's just business. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you're Portland, I think the goal for you is to get is to to when this deal gets done that Lillard is on another team that there's a holiday team holiday i mean holiday is on another team um and easy there's a fourth- easy let's say e- easy, I easy. Woo. <laughs> all Holiday's right so 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 give <laughs> me your
0: give, give me your give me your favorite two you holiday teams
1: well i mean i think certainly miami right so now are we you know is kyle lowry those two first Ooh. how about how
0: about we stop there
1: why do yeah. i got to give any more if i'm Miami? yeah I think, I think, Maybe I said, I I think you had to add a little more money there. How about this? How about how about Kyle Lowry? And a thank you to Udonis Haslam and a sign-in trade. He'll give you a nice little $5 million bonus. Did to he retire?
0: I have a whole bunch of heat paraphernalia about his
1: retirement. He, I don't think he sent in his paperwork, though. You got to remember to send in the paperwork. <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Um, you know, from Miami's perspective here, I mean, yeah. Lowry's uh, at 29 million. Drew's at what? 36, 36. Yeah. 110% of that. I think is, I think you're just like $3 million short. Um, you know, Philly, Philly is interesting. Um, there's been rumors about holiday in Philly as a free agent. If he got to free agency here, um, does Philly go? You know, like that's more. That's is that a three teamer? Because you know, certainly not going to train Maxi for Holiday. That doesn't that doesn't make sense here. Um, does that involve Harden now? Um, that you know, I think that's I think that's intriguing in itself.
0: Yeah, the the whole Philly Clippers nexus can get reactivated here. I'm not sure what the direct trade with Philly is. Um, like what i i guess portland can then flip harden i i don't know what exactly it would be but that's that's possible philly can only trade one first right yeah correct the clippers can trade two and obviously james harden wants to go there like drew holiday he's on an expiring contract unlike drew holiday um there are no illusions uh, drew holiday would have no illusions about like i want to dribble the ball a lot like a super-duper amount, as much or more as, as Kawhi Leonard. And he is um, – there are there are fewer hard feelings upon Drew Holiday's departure than there seem to be um, upon James Harden's departures. And fewer worries about – well, I mean, Drew Holiday hasn't been awesome in the playoffs, but you're just not going to count on him to run the offense the way James Harden wants to run the offense. And there's this whole dynamic with Portland. Like the packages that weren't good enough for Dame – and I think that was always the problem to me in that three-team trade with the Clippers, Sixers, Blazers, is are the Blazers getting enough, even if Maxi's involved, are they getting enough stuff for Damian Lillard? Well, you, if you turn your noses up at that for day, maybe you wouldn't for
1: Drew Holiday. So I think all three of those teams are, are good. Any, give me some more. Well, I mean, I, I think you know certainly Boston, but you raised a, I mean, you raised a good point on TV yesterday, like I can, can you afford all these guys? You know, can you afford or holiday? is it just
0: but, or is it just a rental? Like yeah. is Holiday unlike unlike Dame who we were talking about on TV, like at least yeah. you could say, well this is just one year, let's go for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good way to look at it, you know. So what do you look so when what's, you look what's at what's the deal it, there? I know. What is, what is Malcolm, does Malcolm Brogdon do anything for you in Portland? As a mentor type with this young group? Is Malcolm Brogdon already advanced into mentorhood? I know.
0: <laughs> He's twenty-two and a half million for the next two years. Good player, like Clippers wanted him. Could flip him somewhere probably. Yeah. Um. But what's? But I'm still fourteen million dollars. You still, you're
1: still, you're still like twelve million dollars short. Um. I mean that's. I mean that's that that becomes the issue. You've got all the draft equity. Rob Williams is the
0: missing salary there, and quite a good player who has good trade value. Um. The problem is Boston's already kind of thin. has has an incredible top seven, and below that, a bunch of question marks. And I'm, I'm, am I trading two of those top seven for one? Even even if he theoretically fits better, um, d- d- do I need another ball handler this badly? Now again, like I, the Celtics have three centers, so they would trade from a position of strength to a guard a position of I don't want to say weakness because Tatum and Brown can do guard stuff. They will do guard stuff and if the, the Blazers just traded for DeAndre Ayton do they want
1: Robert Williams the third too I mean that, that's it's a complicated one it is um, and now I turn to the Clippers now let's let's just look at them Portland and the Clippers here like if you're the Clippers and you've been reluctant on basically kind of trading multiple ones for Harden and you're kind of just in that expiring route, do you go in there thinking Terrence Mann, salary filler, you got all these expirings, and now do you put those two ones in play for Holiday? I think the two firsts
0: more than man, have been the division between the Sixers and the Clippers. Those two firsts, if they're unprotected, given the Clippers – um, how all in they are on 30 something players right now, and Drew Holiday's another 30 something player. Those two first are viewed around the league as really, really valuable potential trade pieces. It, it, you know, even though the Clippers are now have established themselves as a place in Los Angeles with a new arena coming that can get star players to come and sort of buffer themselves from the catastrophic downside you could have having all your picks out the door, those picks are still really valuable. I, I do think the Clippers want to do something. I, I just don't know what the price is. I, I, I do think there's a fear there that, that the, 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 the conference has maybe not passed us by, but our best, our best shot has, has passed our best, our best window with this team has passed. Uh, still open, but the widest window has passed. I just the trade makes a lot of sense
1: though. Yeah. I mean, it's it kind of a lot. I, mean, I mean, can you imagine that you got three players not like what player options for next year? And three guys that are extension eligible. Anyone else? Um, what do you got? All right,
0: I'm glad you asked. A lot of people are are nominating New Orleans. Hmm. I I get it. I guess the tr- I, am I trading CJ McCollum? I, I, I they kind of have to trade CJ McCollum back to Portland in that deal because it, it's probably not going to be Ingram. Certainly not going to be Zion. The other salaries, I, I don't know if they can cobble it all the way without trading both their centers in Valanciunas and Nance. So CJ McCollum and draft assets for Drew Holiday. It's interesting. It's not, not sure I see it, but it's interesting. Yeah. Is there a way to do it without CJ? Am I missing something? Oh, uh, I mean you could. I, I'm always missing something, Bobby. So well, tell me. Well, no, I mean
1: saying. you could wait until Herb Jones's trade restriction. If you can wait until January, Herb Jones filler draft picks.
0: Yeah. Valentinus, Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels draft yeah. asset. Yep. Herb Jones is good. Yeah. True Holiday's better.
1: Then you get the Portland backcourt.
0: Herb is only, is already 25. He's a little older than people. Yeah. Think. Um, um, so that's a good, that's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I, I, a couple of teams I thought about, I mean, Tor- uh, Toronto, people have nominated just because they were around Dame. I, I don't know what the deal is for them. I mean, obviously, they could use Drew Holiday as very good. I, I'm i a little less enthused about that at first blush. What about Utah? Whoa, not on my list. Make the case for me.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just looking at it, It's kind of like point guard by committee, um, Horton Tucker, Chris Dunn. Colin Sexton, you know, sitting on a bounty full of draft picks here. Um, what makes sense um, for them? I mean, there's like Sexton, Olenek, got to add a couple, just something else there and then draft picks. Not bad. I don't, I, Toronto, I don't, I don't, I got to think more about Toronto. I'm still
0: in digesting mode um, on, on Toronto's week. Can I give you a couple of Cinderella teams? Yeah.
1: Let's go. By the on. way,
0: I try, I try, here are the two teams I tried. I really tried hard with Sacramento. Yeah. Just because I love the idea. I just love the fit there. Yeah. Hard to make a deal right now with Harrison Barnes, not trade eligible till January, it's, right? Yeah. December in, 30th. Yeah. December, whatever. And I, I just don't sense a great hunger in Sacramento to, to like shake it up after, after last season. Atlanta, I wish. It's hard to do. Uh, Hard to find a good deal that makes any sense. Having traded a lot of draft picks for DeJounte Murray. Love the fit there, though. Um, I'll tell you this. If I'm the Knicks, I am really tempted. I am really, really tempted. Yeah, Milwaukee just beefed up. They're scary. But I had this whole thing on TV last week of like, why can't we wake up in May? And with now, this was pre-damed in Milwaukee, but with the top of the East, a little—I wouldn't say even rickety. Like Boston's not rickety; they're just like a little, little different. We got to see how it works. Like I think the Knicks are really good. I think the Knicks are good and deep and tough. Not good enough, high end talent wise, I think, to make like the finals. But I said, why couldn't we wake up and like things break right there in the conference finals, losing the conference finals, but still, what a home run that would be for the Knicks. They got to be tempted because their their concern is like if we make one move we got all these picks they don't have like the blue blue chip young guy so if we if we put all of our stuff into one basket and and one of those baskets Giannis might not be a basket available to us anymore maybe we'll see do we have enough stuff left to upgrade the team that was the Donovan and Mitchell concern this is a basket that's not quite as pricey like if i just if i just go out there like, all right, RJ Barrett, like, like we got a lot, we got all, you know, we got Josh Hart and Dante DiVincenzo who kind of can do like the big guard in Josh mm-hmm. Hart's case, you know, can slide to the floor, has to slide to the floor. We love RJ, RJ's developing. I don't know that there's a way to do it without RJ Barrett. Um, you will be able to suss that out for me. Um, if we put a couple, couple of picks in, like, could, could we get... Drew Holiday, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. We still have Hart, DiVincenzo, Grimes, Quickly, maybe, extension eligible. And just like, take a shot. Take a shot with this team and still have enough left over that if somebody or someone becomes available by trade in the next 18 months, we've still got enough left because we have all our picks, all our swaps, all these extra picks, none of which are particularly sexy, but they're still picks. I would be real tempted if I were them.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you've got Barrett. You've got that Fournier contract. Yeah, um, I can get like Fournier. I just don't think
0: like Fournier plus Mitchell Robinson no, or whatever no, 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 whatever no, 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 is like doing it for Portland.
1: No, that doesn't. That, that Unless doesn't. I'm throwing in way more picks. Yeah. I mean, you could. But you I, but could you still, know
0: what? I'd be, I'd be tempted, though. It's my starting right. center. It's my starting center. I got to start Hartenstein, then. Tempted.
1: Well, you I'm just saying, let- I'd be Tempted you got 11 first round picks, 7 of your own, 4 from other teams including that Dallas one that's, you know, um that's got some pretty good value and you can trade up to 7. So, Barrett is Barrett and two ones too much? The Dallas first and something too, else? I
0: think Barrett and two ones makes I like I'm a little more if you're a Barrett doubter and maybe there are some of those in the Knicks brain trust, I don't really know. I assume they all are Barrett believers. They paid Barrett, he's good. ones is a lot
1: because then you you turn turn around and if you're portland you say you know what we got rj barrett deandre ayton and three ones and two pick swaps it's not bad
0: i just don't know that the knicks have a roadmap there that's fournier i mean what's the non-barrett offer does it have to wait until divincenzo is trade eligible to, for his eleven million dollars salary to help, fill yeah, in the I mean, gaps. It's, I just it, don't. It, what? I mean, almost, maybe is it quickly plus Fournier plus another. I, it's got, well,
1: that like was it's that was the the issue when when all the hardened stuff came out in in um, late June, early July, and they they had said the Knicks, and it was like, well, how do you get to number right? Like, how do you get to the number? You basically it's like Robinson or Fournier and quickly, you know, he's basically piecemealing like three out of those four guys there um, to do it.
0: I think I think there is some appetite there within the Knicks. I mean, Tom Thibodeau's their coach. They made the second round last year. They've played Boston really well in the regular season for whatever that's worth. Philly's a, got some, it's going through some stuff. I think there's an appetite there for some kind of short-term upgrade so long as it doesn't handicap their ability to make the big, a big upgrade that this team has been, leaning toward designing its future toward for years now i'd be tempted the team that would be a lot of fun and they have an extra first round pick and i believe they control all their firsts they have a bunch of seconds indiana Mm. you throw you throw drew holiday a veteran two-way wing who can shoot and play defense throw him into the starting lineup for ben matherin like i who i can now turn into my super sub Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, Miles Turner. Can I get him for Buddy Healed, Daniel Tice, and a two first? It's two first. I mean, I'm gonna have you got to imagine Portland has a two first like floor here somewhere, right? Like two, it may not be two great firsts, but two firsts of some kind. Is that too much of a fat? My gut is the I think the Pacers will and are thinking about it. My gut is that it'll just be like it's too much too soon. It's too much. if it gets to two first, it's too much. If it's t- it's too much too soon. And are, are you? Comfortable- I love the idea though.
1: Yeah, I mean, are you comfortable? Like, um, if, even if it's only a rental,
0: I, I gotta be right. I mean, yeah. I gotta be. It, it, I mean, we can talk. We can wink, wink it, and but then I'm am I gonna pay you two two years ninety million or three years one hundred and ten whatever it is? Yeah, I think that team's not far away from being real interesting. I to your point though, rental and or big long term contract. Are they really ready for that? Like Halliburton's really good. Miles Turner's in his prime. Are they really ready for that? I just think it would be a lot of fun. And all of a sudden, they'd go from hey, this team is kind of frisky. Maybe they could get into the play-in and and get the eighth seed or the seventh seed out of that, which I think is possible now. To like, oh, this team is like this team is right behind Cleveland
1: in the standings. Like this team is neck and neck. it's like, I, I think it's fun. I agree, and I think it, you know they well they have that pick from. Denver, um, part of that they have
0: the least favorable, yeah, of like just a morass of first yeah. round picks.
1: It's like four different teams here, um, and then and then a protected you, you protect something out, you know, top fourteen protected. Is that enough for um for Portland? Um, I that, that that's kind of like one of those low risks, and if he leaves in free agency, he leaves in free agency.
0: Do I have to? I probably if if I don't want to throw in two picks, it's got to be healed ties. I need a little more salary. I need well, like no, a,
1: you're good because they're they're seven and a half. Oh, they're under, the they're, below. they're under the cap. They're below. They're the last team standing.
0: Then I recycled my uh, my my crazy fake trade, fake challenge trade that um, fans of both teams recoiled in horror from. The cat for Drew Holiday straight up Minnesota. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That is trade. well. Listen, Tim Connolly has always loved Drew holiday. Listen dating here's, to
1: Denver, etc. cetera. Here's the deal with, with um, Minnesota is that it's almost like you're going to have deja vu again, because you're, you've got Mike Conley in the last year of his contract. You're as I call it, the wrecking ball of finances is coming, right? It's coming. Here it comes. And you're going to be stuck without a point guard next year possibly. And that's why they flipped DeAndre Russell who was in an expiring for Conley who had 2 years left. And does that do so what do you do if you're Portland now? Do you take Towns and flip him somewhere else?
0: I don't think the Towns like people pitched Towns for Dame right as a Dame trade. I don't think there was ever any traction to that in either direction. I don't think Portland had much interest in, I mean, Towns is making 36 this year, and then it jumps. The Supermax hasn't even started yet to yeah. 49, 54, 57, 60-something, and then it goes off my screen to the right. Um, I don't know that Portland was in love with that as a return for Damian Lillard, franchise legend, and they may still not be in love with it now. Like, am I, am I ready to pay the Cat plus Aiton front court like $90 million a year for the next three years or whatever it is? Um, maybe not. I just, I mean, look, we all know Minnesota's situation—the situation they put themselves in with the Gobert trade. They they have to cobble the four position out of Kyle Anderson and Jaden McDaniels. You Probably have to start Jaden McDaniels at the four, which is smaller than they ideally like to play. It's interesting. I know it's, a, it's just a fun challenge trade. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of it because as you as we're, we're going through this, I mean, it's not like we're stuck with one or two teams. I mean, there's I a lo- list of there's a list of teams here.
0: We haven't even mentioned Dallas who only has I think one tradable first round pick right now. Yeah. And um is just, you know, has a lot of just kind of mis- not mysteries, but just like the, the wing is the wing pieces around uh Kyrie and Luka are, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of competition for a playing time there. Uh, and a lot of uncertainty as a result. I just don't know that they have quite enough. Uh, I I honestly like I was just going through. The th- By the way, to be clear, I have no intel on the Knicks. I have not heard from anyone on the Knicks today about what their plans are. I've tried and failed uh, as j- I was just going through the teams. I just kind of I just kind of stopped at the Knicks. I was like, I kind of love that idea. Do we have any parting thoughts here?
1: Well, no. I mean, like, I mean, I think it goes back to with, with New. I mean, with New York is like, you could be waiting for a while for another guy to come available. I mean, are you gonna wait another year for Donovan Mitchell. You're gonna wait two years for Embiid, maybe. I mean, that's kind of that's that's you know that's kind of the reality of it. It's
0: just it just can and, and do. It, can they talk themselves into I've they've, we've got enough left over if the guy wants to come here down the line, whoever that guy is, to make it happen. Even though, again, like I don't think they have the blue-chip player on hand right now, the blue-chip young guy. They're really dependent on the picks to make it happen. Um, maybe they would. Maybe they would. We just saw a, a guy who Damian Lillard wanted to go someplace, and his team did not send him to that place. And by the way, no one. it's totally fine. Like This idea that they had to send him to Miami for the optics of it or whatever, like... That's not how it works. And now Damian Lillard's got to go make the best of it in Milwaukee. Let's end with Milwaukee, as we've circled through this. Is there any parting thoughts on this trade that we didn't hit? We hit Phoenix, we hit Milwaukee, hit Toronto, hit Miami, hit Portland. The Portlander, like I can see the Portland fans being like, "Wait, Gobert went for how much? And Durant went for how much? And we got one straight up unprotected first round pick for Damian Lillard." But like we, circumstances. The warnings, it's the warnings have been out there. Apples yeah, to and oranges across the board and 33-year-old point guard. The market was uh, not quite poisoned, but uh, turned off by the Miami stuff. The contract is what it is. And they did get DeAndre and they're going to flip Drew into stuff. Like it's not, it's not what you dreamed of. It's not like a, holy
1: crap, they got that. But it's, it's, it's palatable, I think. No, I mean, listen. I mean, that's why we when we started it, it's 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 the deal's not done. I mean, the deal's not done as far as because it's going to turn into something else. I just think from Milwaukee's, you know, just you know, putting a bow a bow tie on it and stuff like. Now, my question is, is that I know Giannis said it's a business decision. Like, do you do you sign that extension? before october 23rd because now you basically align yourself with lillard and you have another year or or you can keep, you can keep that same theme like i can get more money next year whether it be four for 234 versus three for 169 right now middleton at the end of the day though, Zach, chris middleton is going to be the key to a lot of this you know where what chris middleton and i know lat, the last couple of years he's dealt with injuries and stuff like that. But what Chris Middleton does Milwaukee have this season? He was he was good in the playoffs um,
0: scoring-wise. The sort of distributor stuff wasn't quite there the way that it had been the year they won it, and now they have a distributor who gets to the line a lot, by the way. He gets seven or eight free throw attempts a game. His driving passing game games ha- has gotten better as the years have gone on. Fascinating deal across the board, Bobby Marks. Any other angles? Any cap angles we missed? Well, I just have one more.
1: Just one more is that you know we talked about Miami and the potential of like like we're just we're spitballing like Kyle Lowry. So as part of this CBA, if a player is waived and has a contract for more than that exceeds the the non-tax, which is at twelve four, he's off limits for teams over the apron to sign. Right? Those buy. However that rule does not apply to the off season. So if you ever get in a situation, let's say like there is a deal in place and Larry goes to Portland and he gets bought out, he is free to sign with any team during the off season. Or any team during the, the, any team at all as long as he was waived during the off season. When does the There's off
0: season a, when does the off season end?
1: October 23rd? Oh, we got plenty of off season left. Yeah. We haven't even started camp yet
0: bobby marks essential essential couldn't do it without you um thank you for lending us an hour and 13 minutes of your time to talk about damian lillard going to the milwaukee bucks uh we will have certainly more on this on dot com i'm about to go write other people are writing there's going to be tv there's going to be all sorts of stuff and we still have some more tentacles dominoes branches to fall spread whatever terminology you like bobby marks everybody thank you sir thanks Zach.